Thank you guys so much for listening to the Family Worship Center podcast. This podcast is our weekly messages that happen at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday here at Family Worship Center. Don't forget to check out our website at myfwc.tv and follow us on all social media. If one of these messages touched you in some way, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our website or on any of our social media pages. Simply put, we exist to partner with God in changing the quality of families' lives. We hope you enjoy this message. The following of Christ, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, the the knowing of Him starts at home. It starts in the house. It starts in the home. It starts in the family. Whether it's a husband and wife or whether someone singularly is raising a child, it starts in the home. And then the church picks up and helps the person in the home raise the child. It's not the church's obligation to do all the work and to train and, and, and to get the child in a position to grow and mature, but the church works with the mom or dad or with the couple. And then, through the cradle and through the church, then the child affects the community when it's grown. When that boy or girl is grown, they affect the community, and they're just a, it's just a great, tremendous blessing and asset. Um, these young people, these young babies are very precious to God. Their lives are sacred because they're created in His image and they have the capacity of personally relating to Him. They come with preloaded cards of tremendous capacity not only to know the Lord, but to walk out His purpose in the earth. In spite of the innocent beauty of these children, we recognize that they're born into sin. They're born as sinners. And when they come of age, they must need to be redeemed, for they, like all of us, are utterly helpless to merit our own salvation. Nextly, dedication declares that Jesus is the rescuer. How many believes that Jesus is the rescuer of all situations? Jesus invited little children to come unto Him because He knew them better than anybody else, and He knew they needed Him too. And Acts 4.12 teaches us there's no salvation in anyone else God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Instruction of parents and children, the word of the Lord comes to us through Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7. I'd like to read that this morning. Deuteronomy 6 and um, 6 through 7. And it teaches us, teaches us this. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, the word of the Lord, and shall talk of them when you sit in the house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down at night, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets before your eyes, in other words, keep them before them, and you shall write them on the doorpost of your, of your house and on your gates." So God is teaching us that we start from the time they're conceived in the womb, speaking the Word of God over our children, declaring what the Word says over our children. How many knows we have an enemy out there trying to destroy children? And we have an enemy who would like to destroy children and has uh, to some some degree for a long time in the womb, but we're seeing that being turned around. Aren't you glad that God is moving in America to abolish abortion? I mean, he's glad of that. I mean, guys, we got to get fired up about that. And we're not very far away from Roe versus Wade being overturned. And if you're here, 
male or female, never been involved in an abortion, God forgives. God forgives. He'll heal your heart. And that baby's waiting on you in heaven. And that baby is not mad, and that baby is absolutely excited, be excited to see mom and dad. The commandment of the Lord that we should diligently rear our children in, in our most holy faith, in obedience in this command, the parents uh, in a minute are going to bring their kids forward, their children, and we're going to do like Samuel was presented by Hannah, and Jesus by Joseph and Mary, we're going to present them to the Lord, we're going to pray for them, and we're going to declare what the Word of God says over them. The purpose of a baby dedication is really to be found in the purpose of the parents taking their role. Rightly understood, this ceremony is one of parental dedication as well as a children's dedication. The parents are publicly pledging themselves publicly to obey the command of Paul. And it says this in Ephesians 6 verse 4, Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. And uh, we're, we're going to do that, um, talk about that just in a minute. And, uh, and it says, do not provoke your children to anger. It includes being a positive and a child's grace and image. Bring them up. That means to nurture them and to nourish them, discipline them. This word also includes instruction and spiritual guidance and training. And instruction of the word, which includes encouragement plus warning. There's an important spiritual lesson that we as adults are to learn from children, and that is we simply can trust the Lord with our entire lives as a child would. Luke 18 says this, Then the people began to bring their babies to Jesus so that He could put His hands on them. But when the disciples noticed it, they frowned upon it. But Jesus called unto them and said, You must let the little children come unto Me, and you must never prevent them from coming. The kingdom of God belongs to the little children like these. I tell you, the man who will not accept the kingdom of God like a little child will never get into it at all. And today we're here to celebrate these children and to pray with their parents and uh, to be a part of their lives. So, Jimmy, if you thank you, move that. Thank you. And we're going to also um, add another part to this today we've, we've never done. And um, During the fast this week, um, some things the Lord ministered to my heart and uh, was really a blessing unto me was to slow down and to listen to me more clearly, be led. My whole week was interrupted by the Holy Spirit in some areas where I thought I knew what I was supposed to do, but the whole week He interrupted me to go see certain people and do certain things. I went to, a, I went to a, um, a funeral visitation. Had no idea I was going to go. Woke up that morning. I said, Lord, I just want to be led. I want to be led. I went to a family that was connected to my family years and years ago. And especially with my father. And my father's been gone now 12, 13 years. And, and the Lord said, you know what? If your dad was here, you would go with him? I said, yeah, yes, sir, I would. He said, you just go on up there and love on those people, and tell them how much their family meant to your family, how much you loved. And it was a 91-year-old matriarch woman who left a tremendous family and went up there and just obeyed God. And 
Everybody say, be led. I'm telling you, when we're led by the Spirit of God, there's a peace on it. And there's a grace on it. And you don't feel pressured and you don't feel pushed. So um, we're going to do this just a little bit different. And um, um, we're going to involve some some other family members as as we get to this point. But it, it takes the family, the cradle. It takes the church. And then with us doing our job, the family and the church together, we affect the community. And that's how communities are turned around. So, first of all, I want to call forth uh, Rachel and Jared Eskew and Colt Robert Eskew. Amen. Hey, Brooke, would you, would you help me? Amen. Show, show him off. Look at the head of hair he's got. Look at there. Amen. We want to pray over them. So, Y'all reach your hands out. Father God, we thank you today for Colt. We thank you, Father, for we thank you that you've placed him in a family where Rachel and Jared's going to raise him in the things of God. We thank you, Lord, as I prayed over these children this morning, I was praying. You just said that Colt's always going to be strong. Not only in stature and strength and size, but strong in his conviction. That Colt's going to take a stand, even as a little boy, of his love for you. And your hand is upon him that he would lead as a strong servant of faith. And that Colt would be a lightning rod of grace in this earth. Father, we pray for we pray for the family. We thank you for Rachel and Jared, and we thank you, Lord, that you're equipping them to be the parents you've called them to be, to train up Colt in the way of the Lord, in a household of faith and grace. And Father, we thank you today that what you've started in Colt, you're going to finish. We lay our hands upon him, and we declare today that no weapon formed against them will ever prosper. We dedicate him today in your name, Lord Jesus. We dedicate him to you and your kingdom purposes. And Father, from this day forward, we thank you that his steps are ordered by you. We thank you that grace goes before him. We thank you that there's a mercy set aside for Colt to walk out this passageway, this journey in great strength and great anointing. Led of the Holy Spirit, empowered by your word. And Father God, I thank you and yes, you spoke to my heart. He'd be a pliable child. Quick to obey. Quick to say yes. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Quick to follow suit. And quick to move forward. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And we've got a, we've got a little Bible here. His first Bible. So that's his, his first little Bible. And... Uh, and church, our obligation is to pray, to love, to serve, to give, to ensure he has our part of the, the bargain, which is the church encompassing the family and being a blessing unto them and to help them raise him. How many can agree with that? Amen? Amen. Well, thank you guys. We love you all. Thank you very much. Megan and Logan Duvall bringing Parker Richard.
He's already got his first Alice Chalmer tractor. He's ready to go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, Father, we just lift our hearts and hands to, to Megan and Logan, and we thank you, Lord, for you placing Parker in their lives, in their stead, in their midst. And I thank you today, Lord, as we dedicate Parker unto you for kingdom purposes. I thank you, Lord, that you've called these two as a husband and wife. And Father, as I think about Parker and I pray about him, you declared unto me that he is going to be a man that is going to follow your heart and he is going to be able to settle problems. He's going to be a peacemaker. Your gift upon him is he's going to walk into situations where hell is flying on both sides and the peace of God and the umpire of the Spirit of God is Parker's going to be a peacemaker within his own family, within his own schoolmates, with growing up in life, he's going to be the one looked to for the wisdom and the answer. Like Colt's going to walk in great strength and great grace in those arenas, Parker's going to be looked to for the answer. The answer. And the wisdom for these two to raise him from the cradle. And our job as the church is going to come together. And Father, we're going to join the forces of heaven to ensure that this, this young one is raised in the power and the grace and the glory of God. And Father, we thank you today as the anointing of heaven flows that this one that's going to be a peacemaker is going to be the one that you're going to use his life to fulfill your kingdom purposes. So Father, we pray for Logan and Megan. We pray for strength and grace. And Father, we dedicate this one unto you. Reach your hands out back into your kingdom, Father, from where he came. We thank you for direction. We thank you for ordering his steps. We thank you no weapon formed against him will prosper. We thank you, Lord, for great favor and mercy. And Father, we join our faith. We join our faith with his blessed parents to ensure him that everything that can be provided rightly, spirit, soul, and body, physically, emotionally, financially will be done. And we join our faith with them in dedicating Parker unto you in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Amen. Maylee, Zendaya, Nicole Bush. Amen. Jazz and Brandon. Thank you, Lord. Father, reach your hands out here. Father God, I just thank you. No child comes unknown to you. No child comes unprepared unto you. So Father, we lift up our hearts and put our lives to see these two you've called to raise this baby. That they would do it your way, Lord. They would dedicate themselves completely and wholly to you. And understand the greatest obligation, responsibility, purpose on this earth is to raise this precious one, Maylee, unto you. 
And Lord, as I, as I meditate on this and this situation with Maley, and as I think about it and pray about Maley as you sent her here, Colt had direction, Parker had direction. you spoke to my heart about Maylee you said she'd be known for peace in the middle of chaos and a confused world the peace of God would reside on the inside of her and that people would come just to be in your presence and her presence because she's going to walk with you and know you at such a level that just peace of a child she'll even help lead adults to your kingdom that no weapon formed against her would prosper that she would fulfill her days upon the earth and she would be known as a person of godly peace. She will not be pushed and pressured and she will not be put into places of captivity because the world is pressured and pushed into doing this or that. But she would be led by peace and it would be the umpire of her heart. And from an early age, she will hunger after you. She will grow with you. She will know you. And yes, I saw her, Lord, even teaching adults how to have a relationship with you. So, Father, we dedicate her right now unto you, and we declare peace and grace over her. And, Father, we thank you for these two, raising her in the Bible instructions and way of God, and dedicating themselves to this blessing you have given unto her unto them is her and that Maylee would be a great child, a teen and adult of peace in Jesus name, Amen 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 and last but not least is Beckham Gray see Uncle Pat. Looks just like me, doesn't he? Thank you, Father. Well, Father God, I just thank you right now. As Brooke and I lay hands on Beckham and Mallory, we just thank you, Lord, for your purpose for Beckham. And as I meditated on this, Lord, and I just prayed and I asked you, I said, what, what do you see? Rebecca, you, you sent him. And as I prayed and meditated, the word you spoke to my heart was Beckham would always be at the point. Those who are at the point are leaders. They're pioneers. They go out ahead. They go through terrain most people won't travel. They climb mountains most people just take pictures of. But Beckham's sent to be a point person. He's to lead against the darkness. He's to stand against the norm. He's to come against the things of mediocrity and traditions. And he is to be at the point. The point is the one that passes things on to the others. The point is the one who distributes things and you're going to place, and you already have placed on the inside of him the ability to discern 
where to go and how to go. And being at the point, there's a point of leadership. So we dedicate Beckham to you today. And we join our, our heart with Mallory. And we join our heart with your plan for Beckham. And we thank you, Father, for what you started in him you're going to finish. And we thank you you called him to be a point guy. And he's not afraid. He's not afraid of taking the point. And we thank you for strength and, and just grace on Mallory's life, Lord. To raise him and direct him and purpose him for kingdom purposes. And we give you grace, Lord, today that's disposed upon Beckham and Mercy. And we thank you that his days are ordered, his steps are structured, that long life is ahead of him. And we thank you you called him to be a point person. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. No matter what you stay up here. So here's what we're going to do different. Here's what God directed me this morning. And Brooke, you come up here with me. Um, not only does it take a, you know, a home, a cradle to raise a baby, not only does it take a church to join and be a part of, but it takes a family. So I want all the people to bring our babies back up here. And I want, I want you all to come back up here and just line up, please. The babies are doing real well. And now I want the families to come up here and surround them. You're part of them. You're a mom or dad, grandparents, aunts, uncles, siblings. I want the family to come up here and surround them if there's any family here. I want because it takes a family. And spread out so everybody can get in the right family. There. there you go. Amen. Spread on out. There you go. And I want the families to come come up here. Everybody. There we go. All the, isn't that great? Look at the families. Now everybody turn around and look, look at Pastor Pat just a minute, bro. Everybody turn around. Now listen, there, there's a family obligation here, too. It's going to take a family to do this. And we're here to help and to be a part as, uh, like I say, grandparents, aunts and uncles, siblings. And listen, listen to what Paul, Paul told Timothy. He said, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that's in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois, first dwelt somewhere uphill. It comes from uphill. And it says, first dwelt in your grandmother Lois, so you could replace that with a grandfather. And then dwelt in um, your mother Eunice. He calls them by name. And I'm persuaded it's in you. So grandmothers, grandfathers, aunts, uncles, siblings, we all have a part in this to help them and to assure them and to guide them in God's grace. And it says in verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He said, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Paul was talking about when he anointed Timothy and sent him into ministry. Guys, this is just not about a one day showing up with the baby at church. Sometimes people do that for the big, the big part. This is about joining together in a lifestyle and a grace to help these raise these in the things of God. How many believes that? And it's the greatest challenge and obligation that God will require us. But you can do this because God proved that through a lady named Lois and a lady named Eunice and then Timothy became the pastor of Ephesus. So we can do this.
congregation would just reach your hands out to the remaining of us here and, and uh, Father God we just thank you today we can do it as the family's involved that things are passed down generation to generation things of faith things of purpose and things of grace and we thank you today Lord we're going to do this together as the church as a family and these young children will be raised up to be profitable for the kingdom of God and they will accomplish and be and do everything you've called them to do I thank you for strength for the entire family to be there for them in Jesus name and everybody said amen Let's give the Lord a hand clap as they go to their seats. Amen. Thank you guys for being so patient today. Amen. Thank you very much. Babies, and uh, as uh, Frank, you want to come and announce about your grandchild? We, we, we dedicated four babies to the Lord, and Brother Frank has an announcement. He's got another, he's got another grandchild. So We are in grandbaby mode. I just... <laughs> It is, man. It's a wonderful thing. Um, everybody says they'd have grandchildren first. I want to say that this is like parenting on another level. My sons are my sons. They're my children. But I want to say grandchildren, and those of you that just have had grandchildren, they're your children too. You're not the parents. You're the grandparents. They're your children. They're your blood. They're your responsibility. Now, I've been accused of being a helicopter dad. You all know what that is. You know, and, 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 it, and it comes back and bites me sometimes. But, but regardless of what people think about that or what you may feel like, well, I'm, I'm doing too much. No, doing nothing is worse. They're, they're your children. We have a responsibility. You'll figure it out as you go, and if you have patient children and, and daughters-in-laws and sons-in-laws and that kind of thing, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get things worked out. Um, we have two grandchildren, um, Brantley and Olivia. Some of you have seen them running around here. Uh, we got a third one Thursday. Her name is Eviera Kate. Uh, I haven't seen her yet, but I, I know she's there. I've got pictures to prove it. And then uh, we got another one, Andrew and Devin, my youngest son. They've got one. She's going to be born in April. And we're just excited. We're just excited about it today. There's something that happened to, do, to me today. If you grand, your grandparents understand this, the rest of you, you'll get there. Um, they take pictures now inside, you know, the mother. And I got this little face smashed up against the camera. Or the, you know, it's, it's, well, you know what to do. And I'm telling you, today she's real to me. I've known she's there. I see the picture today she's real I don't know how you can say that that's not a child amen amen Thank you. amen 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 well father we just thank you for this opportunity to dedicate these babies to you father we thank you also we had three babies born in first service three people got born again gave their lives to you Lord Jesus we thank you it's all about getting people saved into the kingdom of God, getting them empowered with the Holy Spirit, helping them find their purpose and place. And we just give you praise today, Lord, that you're a good God and you have a great plan for our life and we're very excited about what you're doing in our life. And everybody said amen. 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 If you would turn in Ephesians chapter 1 with me today, I want to talk about something 
um, that you and I as the church, we can understand and we can follow suit in. And How many loves the Lord with all your heart this morning? And I want to talk about two words. I want to talk about attractional and missional. Everybody say attractional. Turn to your neighbor on the left there and say, you're attractional in Jesus. Everybody do that. Amen. Turn your neighbor on the right and say, you're missional in Jesus. We come off a fast. How many had the Lord speak to your heart about something during the fast? We're going to take, um, we're going to take testimonies about that. We're going to take in, infomercials about that. Again, uh, the major thing God did to me, with me on the fast, was about being more tuned to being led. Not so purposed and following the instructions and even following the instructions of the Lord, but to be so, be so tight to my uh, instructions that sometimes I'm not led. Driving down the road the other day, I was coming through my hometown of, of Wheatley where I was raised, you know, Wheatley, Perry Park, and, and uh, passed uh, a man who'd been a part of my life my entire life, and he, uh, he's uh, swinging in his swing, and uh, that's what he does a lot of now, swinging in his swing, and he waved at me, and he waves at everybody, and I waved at him and I drove on. I grew up in the church with him there at Dallasburg. And, and I got down to the corner of the curve down there and the Lord said, turn around. And I, I paused just a minute and he said, turn around, go back and, go back and sit in the swing with him. And uh, he said, uh, everybody's waving, but nobody's stopping the swing. So I had somewhere to get. Matter of fact, I had another funeral visitation to get to, but the Lord said, go swing. So I stopped and I went and swing and he opened up his heart and he's 85 years old and he talked about growing up and he talked about things that we did in the church and he's exactly 20 years older than me and, and I thanked him for being faithful to God and I thanked him for his mom and dad raising up great people and I thanked him for being good to my family and he had tears in his eyes, he grabbed my hand and the next thing you know we're going to go to Waffle House someday and eat. How many say amen? I'm telling you, if we'll be led by the Spirit of God, the other stuff will work out. Now, I'm not saying just skip work tomorrow and say, I was led not to go to work, no call your boss. I'm not saying do those things and blame it on Pastor Pat. I'm saying being led by the Holy Spirit. Because wherever the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and I, there's going to be three things there. There's going to be favor, there's going to be grace, there's going to be mercy. And the church of Jesus Christ, if we're going to get uh, accomplish what God wants us to do in these last days, we're going to have to be attractional in the way we love people. How many can agree with that? In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul, uh, something here that, that I have seen that's uh, stuck out to me and helping us understand as a church. How many loves the Lord this morning? How many loves Him with all your heart? How many is willing to make any adjustments so you can fulfill your purpose in the earth today? Well, we know Paul wrote over two-thirds of the New Testament. We know Paul had Damascus Road experience. We know all these things happened that, that Paul used to be Saul and he was changed from Saul to Paul. And we know that God graced him with a revelation of what and who the church should look like. But in Ephesians chapter 1, I begin to notice some things about some continuation as he wrote to four different churches the same thing. And I want to leave you with this this day as we've dedicated babies and as we've honored families honoring God. I want you to look at verse 15 and it says this, Here is Paul's prayer for the church at Ephesus. As a matter of fact, that's where Timothy pastored, and this church got to over 100,000 people. Without a sound system, without lights, it got to 100,000 people. And I believe before Jesus comes back again that the church is going to be more simplistic and more organic. And I believe the church is going to be more on wheels, that's our feet. And I believe we'll gather together, and I believe we'll have corporate gatherings so the room is filled. I believe those things will happen. But I also believe we're going to be doing stuff house to house. 
just like the early church. And I also believe we're going to take back our blocks, take back our towns, our cities, our, our counties. And I believe there's going to be community koinonia. There's going to be a doing life together, crying together. The last three weeks have been very fast-paced here. We've had two or three people pass on and go to be with the Lord. We, we, we had John Pence graduate. We had Big Steve Meadows graduate. We had families. We're helping them transition. Part of life is learning how to cry with people. Part of life is learning how to laugh with people. Part of life is learning how to just go on Super Bowl Sunday and eat all their food. I mean, say amen. Part of life is just living together and caring enough about people when something that's close to them, whether it's a loved one, you know, whether it's a, a person in their life, or whether it's, you know, sometimes pets become big. You know, my St. Bernard got run over when I was a junior in high school, and I loved my St. Bernard. Her name was Angel, and she went with me everywhere. And when I got 16, I told my mom, I, I love beagles, I love coon dogs, I love bird dogs, but I'm going to get something I like. I want a St. Bernard. And I drove up to Indiana and bought a St. Bernard. And I named her Angel. And she got run over on, on the road. And I went to school my junior year, and my, my home ec teacher, I took home ec because I always wanted to learn how to cook, but no, I just took home ec because it was an easier class. But anyway, yeah, she, she looked at me, and Miss, Miss Hawkins said, Honey, what's wrong with you? And I'm all right. No, no, come up here, honey. Isn't it great to have teachers that look after your soul, not just after teaching your head stuff? She said, What's wrong with you? I said, My dog got run over. She said, she did everything but put me in her lap. I was 167 pounds as a junior. I played football. I was pretty athletic. She did everything in an appropriate way, set a chair down, put her arm around me, cried with me, said, you loved your dog? I said, I sure did. I said, Miss Hawkins, I'll be honest with you, I like my dog better than some people. And she said, you know what, that's okay. And she prayed for me. My home ec teacher prayed for me about my dog. There's people that lose, lose pets. There's people that lose situations, that lose loved ones. We, we need to be more aware of each other. How many say amen? amen? Well, you're not going to do that if we don't spend time together. We can't accomplish that on Sunday. An hour and a half here, we can't get it done. That's why we have to have small groups. We have to have, we purposely break down. That's why we do uh, revive. We do next steps. We do small groups. We do interest groups and, and just be ready to do that. But look what Paul said here, verse 15. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, look at this, and your love for all the saints. Two things he pointed out here. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. How many wants wisdom and revelation? It's going to come through two things. The knowledge of Him and spending time with brothers and sisters. Notice it says, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. One of the greatest things the enemy wants to do is try to get us not to love each other. He wants to get us divided. He wants to get us separated. He wants to get us against each other. He wants us to lie on each other. He wants us to gossip. He wants us to do all kinds of things. But the Bible teaches us about coming together, rubbing shoulders together, doing life together, and becoming one. And Paul said, if we're going to get to this place of wisdom and revelation, there's going to have to be a love for each other. Turn on over to Colossians, the next book. Notice this parallel. Colossians chapter 1, look what it says in verse 3. We give thanks to God. Here's Paul writing again to the church at Colossae. And he says, we give thanks to God. And the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. How many thankful Paul's a prayer? Amen? Amen. Since we heard of your faith. Everybody say faith. faith. 
In other words, our faith speaks. What we believe, what we do, what we stand for. Your faith speaks in the community, in the workplace, in the schoolyard. In Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints. Again, he says the same thing. There's a faith of following Christ and trusting Christ with your eternal soul and growing in Him and then developing a love for each other. How many knows we're all different? How many knows we're different on purpose? How many knows your difference makes me a better person? And how many knows you and I, listen guys, you're born in original, don't die copy. Don't copy other people. Find out who you are in Christ and be the best you are in Christ and then get on YouTube. You on YouTube. That's a little joke. But anyway, all right. So he said the same thing in, to the church at Colossae. Turn on over to the next book, 1 Thessalonians. Are you getting a picture here? I've heard of your faith. I've heard of your love for your, your brothers and sisters. Look at verse 3, verse 2. First. Thessalonians. Paul's writing church Thessalonica now. We give thanks to God always for you all. Notice he always says we. He writes a letter from a point that's more than me. It's always good to have somebody agreeing with you to work with you. That's why Jesus sent out two at a time instead of one at a time. Two at a time, nobody can ever lie on you or me. If you're sent out one at a time, people can lie on us. Two at a time, we're two gathered together. We have faith on faith. We're doubled. And look what he says. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, verse 3, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, there it is again, what we believe, and your labor of love, and your patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ and in the sight of God our Father. There it is again, your labor of love and your point of faith. I'm telling you, we have so many things to be thankful for. How many say amen? We have so many things to celebrate. We have so many things to just shout to the rooftops. And lastly, turn it over one more book, second, a second um, epistle of Thessalonians, written to the same church at a later date. In verse 3 he says, We're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it's fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. Your faith grows exceedingly. We're here like to help these young babies grow up in the things of God. We're here to help each other continue to grow in the things of God. Your faith grows exceedingly and the love of every one of you abounds toward each other. So that we all ourselves boast of among you the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure. He said it's going to produce. Your faith in Christ and your love for one another is going to produce an overcoming spirit of Jesus Christ that you're going to overcome through patience and faith, persecutions and tribulations that you and I are enduring. And I'll leave you with this. No weapon formed against you can continually prosper. I can leave you with this. What God has started in you, He wants to finish. I can leave you with this. We can do it individually, or we can do it as a family. I choose we do it God's way as a family. How many say amen? I say we get to know each other on a first name basis. I, let, I, I say that we allow the Holy Ghost to lead us in who we become involved with at what level. And I believe we can be like Paul. I'm praying for you daily as the Holy Spirit leads me. And we're going to grow and finish what God has started. 
I believe older people, we need to be attracted and attached to the younger people. Younger people attached to older people. I believe we need to cross-pollinate. I believe we need to bring ideas and creativity together. I believe we learn how to live together and learn what each other's called to be and do and pour that into a bucket of the vision what God has called us for, to move from a me to a we and that we take this state of Kentucky back for Jesus Christ that we plant churches in small towns and villages where Jesus is Lord where the Holy Spirit empowers where we change the influence of that county and that region for Christ and where we become the dinner bell for Jesus Christ in that region Amen. it's going to take us all prayerfully our talents, our treasures, our time. It's going to take us all to submit and commit. But I tell you, we've done, we've done pretty good, really, for years, but we're going to do way better. And I'm telling you, God has His hand on us to complete our purpose in this earth. Amen? And there is nothing more fulfilling than to win for Jesus Christ. And there's nothing more fulfilling than know your position, be prepared for your position, and play your position, and hold up the crown at the end of the game that so we won. Amen. Nothing. I tell you what, I'd rather not play the whole game and get a ring of championship than to be out there all the time and never win at nothing. Be full of me. So we're going to do this as a family. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say we're family. Amen. Father, we thank you for today and we just love these babies. Father, we declare there will be more baby dedications this year physically and there will be many, many spiritual dedications of babies. And Father God, I thank you today. The greatest thing we can do, you told us to make disciples. Go ye therefore and make disciples. Starting in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and other most parts of the world. Said go and make disciples. So we're going to start at home. Those in our family, those are friends, those are closest. And then we move out. 